Across the globe, every day, young lives are sacrificed upon the altars of greed, violence, and perversion. This young girl's name is Nu. Her name means everything according to one's wishes. At age 12, Nu was sold to a sex tourist for three days, and then again to the same man several months later. Younger girls are often sold for their virginity and then returned home, but not for long. The impoverished in Phnom Penh, Cambodia know the cycle. The sale of a child's virginity will pay off family debt or supply emergency money. After that, it becomes easier to sell her again and again until she disappears into a brothel. On her knees, Nu begged the man who bought her not to do it. She cried out to God to help her. How would God answer? When I was looking at this picture of this 12-year-old girl, I could just see Jesus shining through her face. And I was just overwhelmed with the thought that here's this girl that's my 12-year-old sister in Christ being raped repeatedly. This is the story of one man's passion for God and the difference made upon the earth because of it. Some time ago, Carl asked God to take him to a higher level of service. But the more Carl prayed, the more silent God seemed to be. Until Carl heard New's story. It was um, the first time I can remember God speaking to my heart that way. Uh, it was so quiet, I literally remember turning my head like that was going to help me hear it better. And it was just the two quiet words, remember new. It is estimated that over one million children enter the sex trade each year. Remember New's stated purpose is to prevent the use of children in the sex trade around the world. It is an international organization with a multinational advisory board and countless volunteers. In a very short time, hundreds of young lives have been protected and provided for. The main strategy that we have is to develop children's homes where we can take children that are at risk, give them the highest level of education that they can achieve. If uh, they can go through college, we'll pay for them to do that. My name is Nyung. I am grade four. Uh, I, am, I am 12 years old. I want to be a teacher. These girls have tremendous societal pressures. It falls upon the younger children to provide income for the family. For children who don't have the ability to go far in education, then we give them vocational training and set them up in businesses or as employees in other businesses. Um, she thought that she would be working, but not in a nice shop like this. She thought it would be, she would be working at a smaller shop. They'll be able to earn double to triple the average wage in Cambodia, and that'll keep them safe from being sold or falling prey to the sex trade. So they'll share all of the profits from the Gapai Beauty Salon.
This is Chu Li. At 16, she was sold to a brothel by a family member. Here she is at 19, a few days before she died of AIDS. Survivors cope with disease and shame for whatever is left of their lives, and many will die of AIDS like Chu Li. News story ends differently. After she was sold for the second time, this brave little girl got her family to split the money with her. She enrolled herself in school for hair and nails. God's first answer to her prayer for help was to give her exceptional courage. But he didn't stop there. He gave her new loving parents and her dream job. Because after years of looking and praying, Carl and Lori finally found her. actually the manager of the salon. Um, she's in charge of everything. I found out early on in our relationship uh, with New that her lifelong dream was to own a hair and nail salon. I feel very happy and excited because there were many customers yesterday. It's a bit tiring, but it's, it's a pleasure to do that. Uh, she's gained self-esteem, and she's learning uh, a great deal about business, management, life, uh, relationships. I believe that um, this is the first time News ever had parental love in her life, and um, I've just seen her grow a tremendous amount. Remember New is in the process of developing homes and businesses in the Philippines, Vietnam, India, and South Africa. And wherever there is the potential for a hair and nail salon, New will go along as a consultant and trainer for the women and girls beginning their new lives as entrepreneurs. Her story will inspire them and give them hope. As God's family, we have the promise of His power magnifying any action we take on behalf of His little ones. Now that you know, what will you do? Well, we have Carl and Lori Ralston, the founders of this ministry, with us today. It's a remarkable story that he's going to tell, and I love it so much because Carl is you. At 41 years old, he was sitting in a church service just like this, and God did something amazing in his life. You're going to get to hear that. A businessman who said yes to God. New is also with us here today, and she's going to be sharing, but Carl's coming first. Would you welcome the founder of Remember New, Carl Ralston, as he comes?
Good morning. It's a great privilege for me to be here. I got to come up here uh, Thursday and spend time with the high schoolers and speak to many of them at chapel and then in the Bible classes as well. And I'm just um, amazed at what Jesus has already done here in your church, hearing the pledges that have come in and the young girl who gave $1,000, all the money that she had. Stories like that touch our hearts so much and encourage us as people come behind us and help us to keep these children safe from the sex trade. If you have a Bible, if you want to open to Acts chapter 12, if you don't have a Bible, I'll read the passage, but it's Acts chapter 12, verses 21 to 23. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down and he was eaten by worms and died. I know that you don't want to see that today lived out and uh, neither do I or my wife, so I want to start by truly giving all of the praise, honor, glory, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. You'll hear some amazing things that he has done through Remember New, and I literally don't want to take one ounce of his credit. It's to his glory, I think, that Remember New was started and birthed, and I just want to start there giving praise to him and all the glory and honor. I want to tell you how Remember New started and also tell you how we found new. In January of 2003, I was in Florida learning with my Bible teacher and my mentor, the man that led me to Christ, Dr. John David Geib, and he was telling me about Galatians 2.20 and what it meant throughout the Bible, how many passages pointed to the fact that Christ could live through us and what it looked like when we let Christ live through us, and how that power could be active in our lives. And that day, I started begging God to make that totally true, Galatians 2.20, that I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I truly became desperate to have that true in my life, I remember many times praying to God that if I could just sign a contract, I would do it, that every speck of Carl Ralston would be crucified with Christ and that till the day my body was done, that only Jesus would live through me. And I still pray that daily and beg God to make that true in my life. I want to fast forward a little bit because in November of 2000, or in January 2003, when I started praying that, It also seemed that the more I prayed it, the more silent God was in my life. And that persisted up until November of that year. And I got the chance to go on a missions trip with 115 pastors. And there were five lay leaders. I was one of them that got to fill in when some of the pastors got sick or had passport problems. And it was an awesome trip. We were in Chiang Mai and they were flying missionaries in from all over Asia to tell us what they were doing and what God was doing in their countries. And so we heard from missionaries from Japan to India to the Philippines, uh, Mongolia, all over Asia. And they would have two-hour seminars, and we would just learn. 
And it was the last seminar that I was in that a missionary from Cambodia was speaking. And he was talking about how a million children a year entered the sex trade, some of them as young as two years old, locked in rooms as sex slaves. I had never heard anything like that, wasn't aware of it at all. He showed Chupli's two pictures of when she was 16 and then 19. You know, she looked like a skeleton with skin stretched over top. And so that got my attention, but I was in insurance. I had seen a lot of AIDS pictures, so it wasn't as shocking as it might be to some of you. But then he said that there were success stories, and he showed the picture of New with the three girls all in the white blouses and uh, blue skirts singing in a choir. And there was something special about that picture that I could just tell that she was my sister in Christ And it really resonated in my heart that this is your sibling. This is your sister in Christ. I remember how cool that was. I thought, wow, halfway around the world, here's this Vietnamese girl living in Cambodia that accepted the same Lord and Savior that I did. And we would spend eternity together as brother and sister. And then he said that he told her testimony of being, uh, becoming a Christian at seven or eight years old, getting baptized started sharing her faith with others, her grandmother, and how she grew as a Christian. And then the missionary said, but her grandmother didn't like that. She was an animist and didn't like the fact that her granddaughter had become a Christian. So many times when New would go to church, she wouldn't eat that day. Her family withheld serving her food. And then he said that she even threatened to sell her to a brothel. And the missionary said that when he was home on a medical furlough, that her grandmother carried out that threat and sold her. And the moment he said that, God quietly put on my heart, not audibly, but just on my heart, remember new. And I uh, broke down crying and just sat in that seminar in shock. I kept thinking about what she was going through. And she was my sister in Christ. She should have had the same privileges and great life that I had had. And here she was at 12 years old, defenseless against this sex trade and the evil that existed there. And it really did overwhelm me. As I uh, finished the seminar during the next 30 minutes, I was still crying when I went up to the speaker and asked him if he could find new. And he said that he thought he could. And I said, is there any way that she could be bought out? And he said, you could buy her out, but you would have to pay for all of her expenses. One way they trap the girls is they charge them room and board and make them pay for their clothing and any expenses they incur. And I was a businessman at the time, and I took my card and wrote my cell number on the back, and I said, call me anytime, 24 hours a day. If you can find her, get her out. I'll write a check for up to $20,000, and if you need more than that, you call me. But please do anything you can to get her out. And he was packing up during this time and finished packing, and he had to go to the airport to catch a flight. So I was by myself and ended up going into Chiang Mai, Thailand, sitting at a Starbucks, ironically, sipping a cup of tea, just asking God, what could I do? A million children a year. I had figured out that that was 114 per hour. And then I was also torn with thoughts of new. I could not get that out of my head, what was happening to her. 
And I said, how can I find her? You know, do you want me to go in brothels and look for this girl? What, what do you want me to do? I didn't know if she was alive or dead at that point. And as I sat there, as only God can do, I'm from Ohio. Behind me were three girls from Michigan talking about having spent the last three weeks at New Life Center, which is a home to get girls out of the sex trade. And God used those three girls to confirm his call on my life just within an hour that he was calling me to do something about this. So I got the information for New Life Center and that was the first home that I interviewed and did research on to learn what people were doing to help children. Within a week of that time, I committed to God that till the day I died, I would do everything within my power to stop this. I didn't know what that looked like, didn't know what he wanted me to do, but I started doing research. I was halfway through a master's degree in arts of religion, and my professors were very kind, and all of them but two, uh, as I finished the last year and a half of my schooling, would let me tweak the reading material into things about child sex trafficking, children's homes, and what was being done to help these children. So I learned many things about that. I learned that probably nine out of 10 people do intervention where they go in and try and get children out. But once they get them out, approximately 90% of them go back into the trade. And I don't have the time to explain the reasons, but it has to do with karma and the belief that what you've done in past lives follows you into this life. And it also is, uh, deals with cultural pressures that you're supposed to take care of your elders. And so there's a financial aspect of the sex trade that once a girl is lost to that, she wants to stay in and honor her elders so that her family loves her. I also learned that prevention is the opposite. It's over 90% effective. If you prevent a child from falling prey to the sex trade, over nine out of 10 will stay out. And it costs one-tenth the money to do prevention as it does intervention, very much like our medical care here. During those two and a half years that I did that research, I also started looking for new. And what that consisted of was me flying over to Cambodia, taking that picture that you saw when she was 12 years old, and I knew that most of the Vietnamese population was along the Ton Le Sap and the Mekong River, rivers in Cambodia. And I would just walk up and down that river and ask people through an interpreter, have you seen these girls? Do you know any of them? Do you know their families? Do you know how I might find them? And I took six trips over there until July 2006 when I first found new. In when I met her, I explained to her what God had done and explained to her that my wife and I felt like God was calling us to help her and take care of her. We had a little notebook that I carried that had pictures of my wife and I and my daughter, had all of our contact information, our parents' contact information, my friends, so that knew would have many options to be able to get a hold of someone to get help. And I explained to her that people were praying for her and that there were many people in America that had already fallen in love with her and were lifting her up to Jesus Christ to help her. But then I had to go. And so I left Cambodia in July, came back two months later in September, met with New again and explained to her that we were going to open children's homes to keep children out of the sex trade. 
And I told her, we're going to start in the neighborhood where you were sold and help those girls first. New had avoided being trapped in the sex trade by learning cosmetology and working uh, long hours from 8 in the morning till 8 or 9 at night with one day off every two weeks without exception. And when I met her, that's what she was doing. I explained to her that she would come work with us and teach the girls for four hours a day and go to school for five hours a day. She'd go Monday through Friday and have the weekends off. And I explained that we had an older group of girls that we would like her to open a hair and nail salon that you saw in the video. And I asked her if she would uh, be interested to work for us. And she said, can I ask a question? And I said, sure. And she said, when can I start? And the moment she said that, every bit of energy I had in me left me because I knew in my heart that that was God saying, well done. I had followed that first part of the call for the individual named New. I knew she was going to be okay. I knew we could get her medical care, protect her, give her a great job, educate her, and give her a bright future. Um, and when that happened, it was one of the greatest days of my life. So New started to help us open a children's home. We, I gave a list to her and the house mother. New was the first official employee of Remember New. And they started doing things to open a children's home in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, which opened in January 2007, just about four and a half years ago. Now I'd like to introduce to you the namesake of Remember New, New's going to share her testimony. She speaks four languages. She speaks Vietnamese and Khmer as if they're both her first language. And she also speaks Chinese. And she's learning English as a fourth language. And today she's going to speak in Khmer. So I hope you all have brushed up on your Khmer. Uh, now she'll speak in English to us. Would you join me in welcoming New? Thank you so much for enjoying us this morning. I would like to share my story. I remember I was seven years old. Near my house was a Vietnamese church. I had to. They have a school that was more affordable than other school. Because the school was in church, I had to ask my grandmother if I could go there. She allowed me to go. My teacher helped me to study Bible every day, and then I believed in Jesus and became a Christian. When then I went to church every week, I would clean the church each week before it start. When I was 12 years old, I remember my family had very difficult life because my family did not have work. My grandmother had to borrow the money. She borrowed the money to buy food for my family. She had to pay high interest on the money she borrowed. One day, I saw a lady talking with my grandmother when I came back from school. My grandmother told me I might stop going to school. When she said that, I knew I might be so. 
So I start to pray. I told God I was very scared. I did not know what they would want me to do. A few days later, the lady took me to the man to make sure that I was a virgin. Then the lady took me to the man. I just 12 years old. He was in the hotel room. I had to stay with him for three days. I knew I had to do everything the man wanted me to do. Before the man did everything to me, I said, please do not do this to me. I cried out to God asking him, help me not be hurt. During those three days, I could not eat or drink anything. I never went to sleep. The first night, I was crying and I was saying all of my things, including sleeping with the men. At the, at the time, I believed God did not love me anymore because of my sin. I have lost all hope. At the end of three days, the lady picked me up and took me to back my house. I just giving some aspirin for my pain, but did not see the doctor. I stay in pain for two weeks. My life changed a lot. I was very sad. I did not want to eat or talk to anyone. I could no longer smile. At night, I could cry and ask God, why did you break? Why did you make me have this pain? Why did you break my heart? If I did not know you, I could understand. But I know you. I love you. I follow you. I talk with you. I do everything for you. But since this happened to me, please let me be the last girl happened to. After about two weeks, my teacher, Jang, convinced me to back school and church. During the next six months, I learned that my friends at school were talking about me. They were telling people I was so, so I quit going to school. During those six months, I was so two more times. I was very scared. I would be so to profile. So I asked my grandmother to let me go to school and nails. After asking seven months, my grandmother finally said yes because I did not have enough money. I have to clean the school to study hair and nails. After one school, one year of school, I start working 12 hours each day. With two days of each month, I was 14 years old. Now I know that the same time I start going to hair and nails, God spoke remember you to my dad's house. I learned many people were praying for me during this time. 
I learned my dad came to Cambodia six times, learning this time to try and find me. Then in July 2006, we met the first time. He told me how God spoke remember you to his heart and how God won him and Laurie helped me. Then in September 2006, I became the first worker of Remember New. I started to check the older girls in the children's home how to do hair and nails. God has done so amazing thing and show me so much love. Jesus giving me new friends in Carl and Laurie. He had taken me to Thailand, the Philippines, and now on behalf of Remember New, Jesus has answered my prayer by using me to help prevent children from entering the sex ray. Thank you for allowing me to share my story, and thank you for coming this morning to learn how, to, how you can help the children. Thank you. I don't know if you caught that, but in News' worst hour of her life, she wasn't thinking of herself. She was asking God to use her to stop this from happening to other children. She prayed that, and God's answered her prayers. Another amazing thing about New is her grandmother. She went back to live with her grandmother, who had sold her. And when I met New, I tried to have her leave there and she wouldn't do it because she was afraid something would happen to her grandmother. And after I knew her grandmother a couple of years, I shared the gospel with her through telling news story about her life. And when I was done, I said, is that something you would be interested in? And she said, oh, I already am a Christian. And I said, wow, that's great. How did that happen? And she gave me two reasons why she had become a Christian. One was that she knew that the living God was active and working in New's life. She saw God do things to help New, and she confessed that her gods had never done anything to help her. She was an animist at the time and worshipped idols. And then the second reason, which was really the more important reason and the bigger factor, I believe, is she said that she knew that the love that New had for her was from the true God. And so after being sold by her grandmother, New loved her grandmother into the kingdom of heaven. And that's a more amazing story, I think, than News in many ways. I believe it's also why God said, remember New. There's been 30 million children that have lost their innocence through the sex trade around the world. And he, God could have said one of those 30 million names, but he said, remember New, for a reason. As I said earlier, News helped us to start our first children's home in January 2007. And I said earlier, I did a bunch of research before we started our children's homes. And probably one of the most depressing things I learned about starting children's homes was that the average person that starts a children's home takes 12 years to buy land, 
build a building, and have 30 children operating in a children's home in a functional way. And when you think about the fact that every hour, 114 children enter the sex trade, that's pretty depressing. So I wanted to do something to improve upon that. And through research, I learned a lot of the mistakes that people make and a lot of the successes and right choices. And so we've implemented those in Remember New. And again, to Jesus Christ's credit, we've been able to open nine children's homes in four years at Remember New to God's glory. We help over 400 children. We've already helped over 500 children worldwide. And we have two children's homes in India, two in Myanmar, two in the Philippines, three in Thailand, one in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, from, with children from the very neighborhood where New was sold. And I'd like to talk to you about the future of Remember New. I just got back from Gambia, West Africa, where Gambia is on the far west side of Africa, and it's 95% Muslim. And in all the research I've done, which is literally 20 or 30,000 pages I've read about children's homes and child sex trafficking and what people are doing to help, I've never read a sentence that talked about Muslim children and the sex trade. And so the contact I have in um, Gambia is a man named Pastor Abu, who was a Muslim. His dad's a Muslim cleric. He teaches the Quran to kids in that region. And Pastor Abu became a Christian about 18 years ago. The day he became a Christian, the next day, his entire family showed up at his house. And every one of them said, if you don't relent or don't change your mind on this, you'll never speak to us again. And 18 years later, he's never talked to any of his family members. They've ostracized him so much, including his mom and dad. But I asked him, I said, I've never read anything about uh, Muslim children in the sex trade. And he said, right, because if you had written something like that, they would have killed you. We don't talk about those things in the Muslim community. They're kept underground. He said, but they are selling, or uh, children are entering the sex trade through poverty. They're pushed into it in Gambia. They don't sell them uh, the same way that they do in Asia, but they are entering because of poverty. So this month, we have opened, it actually starts tomorrow, two children's homes in Gambia, West Africa, one home for girls with eight girls in it and one home for boys with 10 boys in it, separated by a distance that the boys can't get to the girls. Um, and also this year, we hope to open a home in Mongolia. So those will be 12 homes that Remember New will have opened in the first five years of its existence. Again, keeping in mind, it takes an average of 12 years to open one home. And uh, that's to God's credit alone. Most of you, I'm sure, are unaware of the major role that your church has already played in Remember New. This spring, I was on a missions trip with your pastor, Stan, and Pastor John Priest, and they were coming over to look at the Remember New Children's Home in Phnom Penh, and we were going to look at other works that the Assemblies of God is doing in Cambodia under Ken Huff. And at the end of our trip, I caught breakfast with them, and I just asked them if they would be willing to help me. And I explained to them that we, at the time, had six children's homes open, and I was overseeing everything, and I could not take on one more thing. I was already under the water, and I knew that 
we were going to open some more children's homes. I didn't know about the ones in Gambia, West Africa, or the one in Mongolia. And I just told them, I know we've got to open these homes, but I can't do it. I don't know what to do. And they took the next three hours and talked to me, each of them, and gave me some of the most incredible godly wisdom that I have ever had been given in my life. They told me how Pastor Stan created a system that he calls files, and he'll take a manila folder and put a job description of something that needs done at the church or the school, and he'll have a bunch of files, and if somebody comes to him and says, hey, I'd like to help, he'll give them a file or two and ask them to look it over and pray through it and ask if God would have them do it. And they also explained to me in a very loving way that God had created me to do certain things in Remember New, but there was also the rest of the body of Christ and that God had created people to do things specifically that we need done in Remember New and that it was up to me to empower people to do that. So uh, maybe two months later, I got the opportunity to do some prayer and fasting. I had a week where I could lock myself in a hotel room and just focus on this and prayer and fasting and asking God to show me what we could do to have other people help and remember new. And during that time, I came up with 42 files, which I call champion charts. I named them a little bit differently. But there are basically 42 things people can do to help remember new. And they can take anywhere from one hour a month to two or three hours a week or more. None of them cost any money for the people. They're just way people can serve and fulfill the call that God puts on their life to help remember new. Our champion charts raise from fundraising to writing brochures to doing Facebook to leading trips to reading books for us and giving us reports on new things that are developed. If you're interested in those, we have them in the back on the table. They're just a two-page list with a one-or-two-sentence one explanation of what it is that you can do. And if you're interested, then I'll give you a detailed outline for the positions you're interested in. If I put it all together, it's like 15 pages, so that's a bit overwhelming. Um, so I just want to give you a huge thank you, especially to Pastor Stan and Pastor John and to the church, because... Through your church, God is already helping remember new, its children, the children of the future, the homes in Gambia and Mongolia. I don't think I could have went there knowing, uh, without this information and knowing that uh, help was on its way. We've already had uh, now about 25 of the champion charts filled, and so people have already relieved me a lot of my burden. Um, and again, I just want to thank the church on behalf of that and your pastors. As you leave today, we also have a Remember New DVD. It has news testimony on it, along with a version that you saw and a longer version called the full version, the story of Remember New. It's 17 minutes long. And I'd like to leave you with just one thought. I have noticed in the Bible that Jesus gives us one new commandment. And because he gives us one new commandment, it's always been very important to me. And I have tried to make it the foundation of Remember New. It's John 13, 34, and I'll read it for you. Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. 
If you notice the difference there, we're not to love others as our neighbors. We're to love them as Jesus loved them. Jesus gives us perfect agape love 24-7, 365, without a break. And that's the commandment that Jesus Christ gave up to us, is to love others, our friends, our neighbors, our relatives, our enemies, as he loved them, dying on the cross for him. And I believe that that's one reason that, remember New is in countries that have 1% to 3% Christians, other than the Philippines. And over 90% of our kids in our history have become Christians. And I believe this is the reason, is we show them the sweet love of Jesus Christ. And I believe that's why we're able to so affect the children. And I just want to pray that for Remember New and your church, that both organizations would be known as a group of people that loved others as Jesus loved them. Thank you for your time.